chapter two part two of the curious lore of precious stones this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the curious lore of precious stones by george frederick coons chapter two part two a very beautiful and curious object was found in the australian opal fields in 1909 this is a reptilian skeleton resembling a small serpent that has become opalized by natural processes perfect in all its details which are rendered more striking by the splendid display of color this specimen of nature's handiwork possesses a beauty and an interest exceeding those to be found in any work of man as an amulet it certainly is sui generis and in ancient times would have been valued at an immense sum for the figure of a serpent was a favorite symbol of medical science even to-day there is little doubt that this strange object will be eagerly sought for by collectors and will appeal more especially to all who are interested in occult science and to all who appreciate the poetic and perhaps mystic significance of form sign and symbol it is impossible to overestimate the effect of color in determining the supposed influence of gems upon the fortunes or health of the wearers when we gaze upon the beautiful play of light emitted by a fine ruby or sapphire we are all conscious of the aesthetic effect produced but in earlier times when scientific ideas were not yet prevalent many other considerations combined to give a peculiar significance to these brilliant gems rare and costly as they were they were supposed to possess mystic and occult powers and were thought to be the abode of spirits sometimes benevolent and sometimes malevolent but always endowed with the power to influence human destinies for weal or woe coupled with this was the instinctive appreciation of the essential qualities of certain rays of light and modern science far from doing away with these ideas has rather seemed to find a good reason for them we all know the therapeutic value of the ultraviolet rays and when the uninstructed mind saw therein the embodiment of purity and chastity it perhaps realized this health-giving and beneficent function in the same way the idea of passion was associated with the red and radiant ruby another concept the relative truth of which has been demonstrated by spectrum analysis since the red rays are heat-giving and vivifying but this was not the only source of these primitive ideas in regard to color the therapeutic effect was often sought and found in some fancied analogy between the color of the gem and the character of the malady or infirmity to be cured thus yellow stones were supposed to be especially efficacious in cases of jaundice an instance of instinctive homeopathy based on the dictum similia similibus carantur following out this train of thought the red stones were endowed with the power of checking the flow of blood especially the so-called bloodstone was prescribed for this use and it was supposed that by its mere touch it could stop the most violent hemorrhages green was regarded as the color most beneficial for the sight and to the emerald and other green stones 
was ascribed great curative power in this respect here however the simple influence of the color was later combined with its symbolical significance in heathen mythology this showed itself in the ascription of the emerald to venus as the exponent of the reproductive energies of nature while in the christian conception these stones became typical of the resurrection of the birth into a new and purer life nowhere can we find a better illustration of the transforming effect of distinct and diametrically opposite concepts upon the impressions made by natural objects the pure and colourless and yet brilliant stones such as the diamond and all other white stones were naturally brought into connection with the moon although the diamond because of its superior qualities and exceptional brilliance and value was frequently looked upon as the gem of the sun all gems associated with the moon partook of its enigmatic character illuminating the witching hour of the night when malevolent and treacherous spirits were supposed to hold sway the moon was sometimes regarded as baleful as may be seen in the idea that associated lunacy with exposure to the bright rays of the moon at other times it was supposed to have the power to conjure these evil influences and to drive off the powers of darkness the symbolical significance of the colors of precious stones is treated at considerable length by giacinto gima who has gathered together a great quantity of material on the subject yellow worn by a man denoted secrecy and was appropriate for the silent lover worn by a woman it indicated generosity golden yellow was of course the symbol of the sun and of sunday the precious stone was the chrysolite or the yellow jacinth the animal connected with the colour was the lion doubtless from the association of the zodiacal sign leo with the midsummer sun of the seven ages of man yellow typified adolescence roman matrons covered their heads with a yellow veil to show their hope of offspring and happiness because garments of this colour were a sign of grandeur and nobility a golden vestment is assigned to the queen of heaven as a sign of her preeminence as we read in psalm forty five nine upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of ophir gema's explanation of this as referring to the virgin mary is in accord with the catholic exegesis of his time white signified for men friendship religion integrity for women contemplation affability and purity it was associated with the moon and with monday and was represented by the pearl the animal having an affinity with white was quite naturally the ermine the mystic number was seven and white was the color of infancy among the ancients white was a sign of mourning and sadness and the greek matrons attired themselves in white on the death of their husbands gema states that in his time in rome widows used to wear white as mourning for their husbands while throughout italy a white band worn around the head was a sign of widowhood red garments on a man indicated command nobility lordship and vengeance on a woman pride obstinacy and haughtiness 
this was the color of the planet mars and of tuesday it was represented by the ruby why the lynx should have been selected as the animal for red is rather difficult to understand but as the most vivid color the choice of red as a type of full manhood need not surprise us its number was the potent nine three multiplied by itself the ancients covered with a red cloth the biers of those who had died valiantly in battle as homer shows when he relates that the brothers and companions of hector covered the urn containing the hero's ashes with soft purple scarlet robes plutarch asserts that the lacedaemonians clothed their soldiers in red to strike terror into the hearts of their enemies and to manifest a thirst for blood we might perhaps say much the same of the english redcoats to-day the italian code of criminal laws known as the digesto nuovo was bound in red to signify that a bloody death awaited thieves and murderers blue on a man's dress indicated wisdom and high and magnanimous thoughts on a woman's dress jealousy in love politeness and vigilance friday and venus were represented by blue and the celestial hued sapphire was the stone in which this color appeared in all its beauty blue was a fit symbol for the age of childhood but it is less easy to understand the choice of the goat as the animal associated with the color the significant number was six natural science the contemplation of the heavens and of the heavenly bodies and the study of stellar influences were all typified by blue green signified for men joyousness transitory hope and the decline of friendship for women unfounded ambition childish delight and change the early verdure of spring might be regarded as at once a symbol of hope and of eventual disappointment for it must soon pass away mercury and wednesday the day of mercury were both typified by green the sly fox being selected as the animal is sympathy with the wily god the typical green stone is the emerald youth is the age of man represented by the color and five the magic number of expressing it in ancient times green was used in the case of those who died in the flower of youth an emerald being sometimes placed on the index finger of the corpse as a sign that the light of hope was spent for the lower part of the torches used in religious ceremonies was marked with green fulvius pellegrinus relates that in the tomb of tulia the dearly beloved daughter of cicero there was found an emerald the most beautiful that had ever been seen this passed into the hands of the marchesana di mantova isabella gonzaga de este in italy the graves of young virgins and of children were covered with green branches when the codex justinianus was rediscovered and added to the other pandects it was bound in green to signify that these laws were rejuvenated black for men means gravity good sense constancy and fortitude for young women fickleness and foolishness but for married women constant love and perseverance the planet saturn and saturday were denoted by black strange to say the diamond 
the white gem par excellence was selected to represent this sombre hue perhaps to offset this the animal chosen was the hog as black was a mourning color we need not be surprised that it typified decrepitude the number eight the double square was supposed to have some affinity with black black is a symbol of envy for the thoughts which aim at another's injury cloud the soul and afflict the body the book of laws treating of dispositions made in view of death was bound in black the sinister significance of black is well illustrated by what is told of the ruthless tartar tamerlane when he attacked a city he caused a white tent to be pitched for himself on the first day of the siege as a sign that mercy would be shown to the inhabitants if they immediately surrendered on the second day a red tent was substituted signifying that if the city yielded all the leaders would be put to death on the third day however a black tent was raised an ominous signal that no mercy would be shown and that all the inhabitants would be slaughtered violet for a man denoted sober judgment industry and gravity for a woman high thoughts and religious love it was the color of the planet jupiter and of thursday as with blue the sapphire was conceived to represent violet most attractively that the bull should be selected as the animal represented by this color probably arose from some mythological connection with jupiter possibly the myth of europa and the bull violet was the color of old age and was associated with the number three the influence of color upon the nerves has been noted by some of the leading authorities on hypnotism for example dr paul ferez finding that red light is stimulating and blue violet calming suggests that those who treat patients by means of hypnotism should have two rooms for their reception in one of these rooms the curtains wallpaper chair coverings etc would be red while in the other they would be of a violet blue hue those suffering from a lack of will power or from lassitude and depression are to be received in the red room and those who are a prey to overexcitability are introduced into the blue room moreover according to dr ferez the sedative qualities of the violet blue can be utilized in inducing the hypnotic state for this purpose he recommends a violet blue disc which is to be rotated rapidly before the eyes of the patient the movement serving to attract and hold his gaze better than any immovable object would do red stones such as rubies carbuncles and garnets whose color suggested that of blood were not only believed to confer invulnerability from wounds but some asiatic tribes have used garnets as bullets upon the contrary principle that this blood-colored stone would inflict a more deadly wound than would a leaden bullet such bullets were used by the rebellious hanzas in 1892 during their hostilities with the british troops on the Kashmir frontier and many of these precious missiles were preserved as curiosities in his colloquy on pilgrimages erasmus makes one of the speakers ask dost thou not see how the artificer nature delights to represent all things by colors and forms but more especially in gems 
he then proceeds to enumerate the various images of natural objects in stones in the saraunia appeared the thunderbolt in the pyrope living fire the chalazia rock crystal preserved the form and coldness of the hailstone even if cast into the fire in the emerald were shown the deep and translucent waves of the sea the carcinia imitated the form of crabs the echites of vipers the hieracites of hawks the geronites of cranes the etites offered the image of an eagle with a white tail the taos had the form of a peacock the chelonites of an asp while the myrmecites bore within the figure of an ant the stones bearing this latter name were probably specimens of amber containing ants the greek names of these stones enumerated by erasmus signify their real or supposed resemblance to certain natural objects or to something characteristic of such objects many of them were fossils preserving the form of some living organism a few were entirely fabulous still others owed their names to some legend or myth illustrating their fancied therapeutic virtues as in the case of the etites eagle stone said to be found in the eagle's nest evidently this was a quartz pebble the oldest magic formulas that have been preserved for us are those of the sumerians the founders of the ancient civilization of babylonia some of them contain references to the use of precious stones as amulets as appears in the following specimen cords of light-coloured wool offered with a pure hand for jaundice of the eye bind on the right side of the patient a lululti ring with sparkling stones brought from his own land for inflammation of the eye on the little finger of his left hand place a curious babylonian mythological text represents the solar deity ninib the son of bel as determining the fate of various stones by pronouncing a blessing or a curse upon them for instance the dolomite was blessed and declared to be fit material for the statues of kings while a substance called the elu stone was cursed proclaimed to be unfit for working and doomed to disintegration alabaster was favored by the god but chalcedony aroused his anger and was condemned in these sumero-assyrian inscriptions there is also mention of two stones the aban rame and the aban la rame the stone of love and the stone of hate literally non-love evidently these stones were believed to excite one or other of these contradictory passions in the hearts of the wearers and they may be compared with the stones of memory and forgetfulness in the gesta romanorum in an ancient egyptian burial place at shech abd el kurna excavated by pasalaqua was found the mummy of a young woman not only was it evident from the rich ornaments adorning the body that she had been of noble birth but it was also apparent that she must have been exceedingly beautiful in form and feature and must have died in the flower of her age the hair was artistically braided and adorned with twenty bronze hairpins about her neck was a remarkably beautiful necklace 
composed of four rows of beads with numerous pendants representing divinities and sacred symbols there were also two smaller necklaces with beads of gold lapis lazuli and carnelian two large jewelled earrings hung from her ears and on the index finger of her right hand was a ring set with a scarab a gold belt garnished with lapis lazuli and carnelians was round about her waist and a gold bracelet adorned with semi-precious stones encircled her left wrist in the sarcophagus was a beautiful mirror of golden yellow bronze and three alabaster vases one still containing some balm or perfume and another some galena native lead sulphide to be used as a cosmetic for the eyes as well as a little ebony pencil for its application all these objects are now in the egyptian collection of the berlin museum and they probably belong to the period of the eighteenth dynasty about fifteen hundred b c the principal necklace was undoubtedly regarded by the fair egyptian as an amulet of great power but it failed to protect her from an untimely end perhaps however its virtues may have aided her soul in its passage through the trials and tests imposed in the underworld of the numerous pendants which lent to the necklace its peculiar quality as an amulet three in carnelian figure the god bess seven also in carnelian the hippopotamus goddess tauris of whom there are besides two representations in lapis lazuli then we have a heart of lapis lazuli a cat of lapis lazuli four falcons of carnelian one crocodile of carnelian and two of lapis lazuli four fish of carnelian as well as two others of a blackish white and of a green stone respectively and two scorpions of carnelian and seven flower forms of the same stone the greater part of the beads in this necklace are of annular form of gold electrum ivory or lapis lazuli there are a few larger annular or spherical beads of carnelian chrysoprase and malachite and measuring up to three point five centimeters in diameter end of chapter two part two